And I really, I've looked forward to this night. I, I always look forward to hearing Brother Mays preach. And I know that he has sought God. And I know that we're going to hear from God. And that's what excites my soul because I'm hungry to hear the voice of the Lord. And after spending the last two days and putting out several hours worth of teaching, I, I just, I'm ready to take some in tonight. I'm ready to have somebody preach to me for a little while. And there's just not a more capable man than Brother Terry Mays. And I mean that. That's not flattery. I mean it. And uh, I want him to come tonight. I want him to take his liberty. I want him to preach to me. Are you ready for the word of the Lord tonight, everybody? Amen. Preach to me, elder. God bless you. Amen. Can you hear me? Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It is good to be here. Amen. I'd rather be here than the best hospital. That's where I'm going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I got to be in North Kansas City Hospital 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And uh, I don't know what they got in store for me. But uh, I know what I got in store for them. Amen. I thought as Brother Riggin was uh, talking about the broadcast and uh, the, uh, uh, all of the different ways that you could uh, get the word out, um, I thought my mind went to a few years ago I was preaching at a place and uh, we went to a restaurant and uh, this restaurant had CDs of a Baptist pastor as you walked out and they had them in a little deal up on a shelf and you could just take them I thought man that's a novel idea and uh, so put them on a CD and Amen. Praise God. It's good stuff. Amen. I said it's good stuff. Ah, amen. If you have your Bibles, if you turn me to Ephesians chapter 2, amen. I want to say amen again how good it is to be in church. Amen. I said I want to say amen how good it is to be in church. Amen. Praise God. How many of you feel in the Holy Ghost? Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing in the Africa continent and uh, believe in God. I was praying for you this morning, Brother Riggin, and uh, I believe in God is going to open up some doors, amen, that uh, no man can shut. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. Amen. When you have it, say read. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. For in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit now worketh that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past 
in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Somebody say grace. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And the first three verses of our text tell us what we used to be. How that we used to walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the old serpent, the devil, and how that same spirit, amen, of disobedience worked in each of us. Even our conversation was filthy. Amen. And we fulfilled the lust of the flesh uh, and of the mind. And, and by our very nature, we were nothing but objects of wrath and anger, just like the rest of this world. Amen. Now, every one of us, uh, amen. It says all of us were that way. Uh, once we were dead to any real love uh, of, of God at all, and we were... <clears throat> Buried under the compounding and the disorienting blindness of our sins. Uh, we were deceived, uh, amen, by our own lust for glory and self-exaltation. Uh, and at one time, uh, we're unknowingly led by the Pied Piper from hell, uh, amen, called the Prince of the Power of the Air. And once we lived enslaved to the passions uh, of our flesh and our mind. Amen. These first three verses of our text paint a nasty picture of what we used to be, how we used to live, the way we used to act, and the disgraceful and the perverse things we used to do, uh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and our minds. Uh, after reminding us of the way it used to be for each one of us, then Apostle Paul starts verse number 4 with a conjunction and says, But God. Mm. I used to be dead in trespasses and sin, but God. I used to walk in the ways of the world, but God. I used to talk like the world, but God. I used to act like the world acts, but God. I used to be controlled by the lust of the flesh, but God. I used to be held captive and enslaved by Satan's devices, but God. Oh, somebody look at someone beside you, in front of you, or back of you, and tell them, but God. This two-word phrase is what I want to preach about just for a little bit tonight. But God, uh, somebody lift up your voices as Brother Riggin prays.
love you, Jesus. I praise your name. I love you, Jesus. Oh, let's exalt him together. Amen. Let's praise his name. I call him Jesus, my rock. I call him Jesus, my rock. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Ah, somebody praise him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There are several powerful two-word phrases found in the Word of God. For example, there are such phrases as healed all gathered in, cast out, and raised up. Each one of these phrases, uh, amen, is used in context with the power and the authority of God. Uh, However, there is one phrase that is used 43 times uh, in the Word of God, uh, amen, that when used changes the entire situation or circumstance. Uh, That phrase is, but God. The very word but is what is referred to as a conjunction that can join together opposing thoughts. You see the conjunction and amen joins together a consecutive form of flow or thought. Why the conjunction but contrasts those differing opposites or opposing positions and joins them together. Amen. The first verse of the old hymn, Amazing Grace, gives us a perfect example of this for it states, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. Oh, somebody thank him for it tonight. Thank him for that amazing grace. Oh, Jesus, help me tonight. Is anybody feeling what I'm feeling? Ah, thank God for that little three-letter word, but. Somebody ought to praise God because when you add God to the word, but, and you see or hear that two-word phrase, but God, you know that everything changes. Can I hear an amen? I was sick. But God healed me. I was bound, but Jesus set me free. I was helpless and hopeless, but God gave me hope. I was messed up. My life was utter chaos and confusion, but God took the chaos and he put order in my life. He took the confusion and gave me understanding. I was busted and disgusted, but God put me back together. I was a loser, but God made me over again. And now I'm a winner. I was corrupt. I was immoral. I was vile. There was nothing good about me, but God put his goodness in me. I was full of sorrow and sadness, but God gave me joy and gladness. Oh, somebody love him. Uh, Is anybody going to help me preach tonight? Uh, I said, is anybody going to help me? Uh, In Jesus' name. Uh, Oh, God, I love you. Uh, Thank God for a but God in my life. Uh, Thank God for a but God in my life. Uh, Hallelujah. Let me give you some scriptural examples. Psalm 49, verses 15, 14 and 15 in part states, And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. Yes, we're all going to die. 
unless Jesus comes first. But we're all going to go by the way of the grave. Yes, death will touch us all of our lives one way or another. Amen. However, the psalmist says, because of but God, it all doesn't end at the grave. Because of a but God, we can say along with 1 Corinthians 15 and 55, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Somebody thank him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Then in Psalm 73, verse 26, the psalmist says, My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yes, there are those times that my flesh and my heart fails. Uh, yeah, don't look at me that way. Every one of us are there. I said there are those times when I don't know what to do, when I don't know which way to turn. Amen. It seems all around me is nothing but darkness and despair. When agony and pain seem to be my only friends. But God is the strength of my heart and he's my portion forever oh thank God amen because of but God I don't have to live in fear I don't have to submit to failure I don't have to stay in subjection to defeat and despair because of but God I can say along with Romans 837 that in all these things I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us oh Come on, somebody, are you listening? Uh, amen. Do you understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to the church? Uh, amen. <laughs> Help me out. Uh, then in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we read, uh, There hath no temptation uh, taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, uh, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with the temptation will also make a way to escape, uh, that ye may be able to bear it. Uh, yes, uh, we're tempted. Uh, Yes, because we're all flesh and we're going to face temptation. But God changes everything. Because of the but God, the temptation is not greater than what you can handle. Somebody hear me tonight. Amen. Because of but God, the temptation is not greater than what you can take. Amen. Because of but God, you have a way out of the temptation. Because of but God, you can endure it. Because of but God, you can go through it. Be Feel the Holy Ghost because of but God you can endure it because of but God you can get through it because oh God because of but God when you have done all to stand you can stand therefore because of but God you can stand in assurance of 1st John 5 and 4 for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith I'm trying to help someone in this place tonight understand this little two-word phrase, but God, uh, reveals a tremendous message uh, to all who will hear. I want everyone to understand that but God is God's response to Satan's confrontation. Woo! 
It is the bottom line. It is the last and final word. It's the final authority. It's not over till you hear but God. And rest assured, amen, when you do see or hear the but God, it's all over but the shouting. Oh, somebody love him right now. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost sweep through this house God sweep through this house come on everybody love him right now come on God's wanting to talk to somebody God I love you I love you I love you But God, when reviewed, or when viewed, I should say, in relationship to the troubles and trials of this life, but God is what up is to down, what good is to bad, what life is to death, and what in is to out. But God stands diametrically opposed to the negative opposition of this world. The world says no, but God says yes. The world says you can't, but God says you can. My God, the world says you won't, but God says yes, you will. The world says stop, but God says go. The world says give up, but God says press on. The world says don't, but God says do. Amen, the world says defeat, but God says victory. Ah, but God climbs the highest mountain, traverses the darkest valley, and sings songs of victory in the midnight hour. But God exclaims, I'm going to the enemy camp. I'm going to take back what it took from me. Woo! But God is courageous. But God is confident. But God is conclusive. But God is victorious. I'm trying to tell somebody it's not over until God says the but God it says it's over. I'm trying to tell somebody the rest of your story has not been written until you see the but God. Oh God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Sweep over me, God. Sweep over me. Sweep over me. I'm trying to tell somebody, don't give up on your dream. I said, don't give up on your dream. Just wait for the but God. I said, just wait for the but God. I said, just wait for the but God. Son, you keep on playing that bass. I heard you. Amen. You're getting better. Amen. Just keep on. Oh, come on. Love him. Love him. Love him. Don't give up on your dream. Just wait for the but God.
let me, let me stop here just for a moment. If anything I say, this man, amen, disapproves of, amen, he can tell me about it and I want him to, amen. I said anything, amen, anything. You listen to your pastor. Trying to tell somebody don't give up on the dream. Just wait for the but God. That's what Joseph did. Joseph had a dream. Satan did his best to destroy not only the dream, but he did his best to destroy Joseph along with the dream. Joseph's daddy told him to go check on his brothers. But when he got to where they were, amen, Amen. They saw him afar off. And even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they told one another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. His brother stripped him of his coat of many colors that his father had made for him, cast him in a pit, and then sold him into slavery. However, because of but God, the dream didn't die. We can read in Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 through 4, when Joseph was brought down to Egypt, uh, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, uh, bought him off of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Uh, and the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph, uh, and that he was a prosperous man, uh, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Uh, and the Lord, amen, the master saw that God was with him, uh, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had put into his hand. I remember several years ago I was talking to a man. And this man told me, he said, I asked God to let me find favor. He said, you know, Joseph found favor. Amen. And grace in this man's sight. And he said, I asked God to let me find favor and grace. And he said, God has done that. You hear me? You can't outgive God. You can't bypass. Amen. Oh, God, help me. And in, in chapter 39, verses 7 through 20, uh, it said it came to pass uh, that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused. He said, Behold, my master wadeth not what is with me in this house, hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There's none greater in this house than me. Neither hath he kept anything back from me. Because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie with her or to be with her. Amen. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there within. She caught him by the garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled with and got him out. 
And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, she fled forth. Uh, and she called on the men of the house uh, and spake unto them, saying, See, hath the rod in Hebrew unto us to mock us. Uh, he came in unto me, will lie with me? And I cried with a loud voice. Uh, and it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, uh, he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Uh, and she laid up his garment by her until the Lord, his Lord came home. She spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, and I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which he spoke unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. And I'm sure that when they threw Joseph in the prison, that once again he could hear the echo of his brother's words in his mind saying, we shall see now what will become of his dreams. Satan thought he would kill the dream and the dreamer, but God... For two long years, it seemed that the dream had died. For two agonizing years, it seemed to Joseph that God had forgotten him. But God was just waiting. He was just writing the final chapter because Pharaoh dreamed a dream that needed interpretation. And finally, someone remembered. There was this fellow by the name of Joseph that was languishing in prison, and he was an interpreter of dreams. Is anybody listening to me right now. Amen. Because of but God, Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Amen. And gave Pharaoh instructions on what to do. And in Genesis chapter 41 verses 37 through 44 we read and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is? A man in whom the spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph for as much as God has showed thee all this. There is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house. And according unto thy word shall all the peop my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off the ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in gesture of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck and he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried before him bow the knee and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt and Pharaoh said unto Joseph I am Pharaoh and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt and the story doesn't end there because if you read in Genesis chapter 45 Joseph revealed to his brothers that, that he is their brother that they sold into slavery in Egypt. In verses number 7 and 8, he tells them, And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you <laughs> that sent me hither, but God. 
that he hath made me a father of Pharaoh, Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. And that's why it says in Acts chapter 7, verse number 9, and the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. Oh, somebody help me now. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 states, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of a man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Musicians, please come. Amen. Well, I don't know what to do, but God, when it looked like it was all over, but God, when it looked like you were at the end of the road, but God, when I was messed up in my mind, but God, when I made one bad choice after another bad choice but God oh somebody help me when I was confused and disillusioned but God I once was lost in sin but God I once was bound and on my way to a devil's hell but God Oh, help me, Jesus. I was spiritually bankrupt and morally destitute. But God, when the doctor said there was nothing more he could do, but God, oh, when the attorney said he exhausted every appeal to no avail, then God said, but God, God came on the scene. When I was tempted to do wrong, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let's love him right now. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for a but God in my life. If it wasn't for but God, I'd be of all men most miserable. You hear me? If it wasn't for but God, I'd be lost. If it wasn't for but God, I'd be on my way to hell. If it wasn't... If it wasn't for a but God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I don't know... I don't know if we can, but would you just come and find you a place to pray right now? Because my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Oh, I told
Eyes not seen, nor heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God, help me. Help me, God. But God revealed them to us by your Spirit.